You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hello and welcome to the JCN Clinic podcast show. I'm Jessica Cox and today I'm not joined by any of the JCN Clinic team, which if you're a regular listener might seem a little odd. And that is because today we are starting a new series, which is to complement our ongoing show. That's not going anywhere. But this is a little something I've been thinking about for a while and putting together. So what we are bringing you today is the first of many in a series called 20 Questions with JCN. So this is an opportunity for me to bring people onto the podcast who are very influential in the JCN clinic and outside of the JCN clinic. So it may be the practitioners themselves at JCN, it may be other practitioners that we work with, it might be people you know through social media, It may also be people who are part of our personal circle, whether that be friends and family. So the thing that will tie them all together is that in some way, these people impact our lives at JCN. And that is particularly apparent when it comes to things like food. Surprise, surprise. So 20 questions with JCN is about asking the same questions to every guest that comes on the show and the idea is that you will learn a lot about these people and even though they're the same questions we'll really see how diverse we all are. Now these questions are designed to be a real mix. We've got some questions that are a bit more deep thinking but we've also got some questions that are real rapid fire and essentially they're just to have some fun. And that's what this podcast is. It's a bit more laid back. It's just getting to have a little bit of a laugh, getting to know some people. I don't know about you, but some of my favorite podcasts when I'm not listening to something to do with health and nerding out is really just getting to know people. I love a good interview. So this is what the 20 questions with JCN is all about. Now, we won't be, as I said, deep diving into really full-on meaty conversations. There's not an intention for that, but sometimes I think it may happen. And because of people's personalities, which is what I love about this show, it's going to go in all sorts of directions. So I'm really excited about getting started. So today's first guest on 20 Questions with JCN is Carly Longmore. Now, Carly is actually my sister-in-law, and we've known each other for quite some time. Uh, We both met our partners, my husband Damien and her husband Shane, who are brothers, roughly about 10 years ago, give or take. And when we met, it was very much a union through food. Not only did our families bring us together because of marriage in the end, we very quickly realized that we had a massive passion for food and Carly is, which you will hear about today, an avid cook and an amazing cook, I can tell you that. And we realized that we had this deep burning passion that was just so on the same level. 
We also realized that we had a deep passion and respect for wine, particularly Central Otago Pinot, which led us to go on a trip to New Zealand with our husbands. I don't know if we were married then. Um, oh, it was amazing. And we went to the Central Otago region and tried the Pinots there. Yeah, it was spectacular. So we really bonded on food, food and wine, going to vineyards, <laughs> anything essentially to do with food and wine as a combination. Um, Carly has a massive big heart, which you'll hear today. And she was someone that I thought about straight away when I wanted to do this new series. Um, she is someone that I definitely find inspiring when it comes to food and the love and joy that food can bring us. And I really, really hope that you enjoy this episode with Carly, probably the last thing I'll say before we move on to the interview is that her name may be familiar to you if you have Eat Cookbook. So in my cookbook, in the drinks and smoothies section, you will find the Carly Smoothie, which is her smoothie. I might have tweaked it a little. I can't remember her original recipe, but it was something that she came up with and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. I remember when she made it, it was a hot day in the Mornington Peninsula. Even Damien had some, and I was like, this is amazing. What is this voodoo? And it's been something I've always remembered and referred to as a Carly smoothie. So it just had to go in eat. So for anyone that has eat, that is that smoothie and this is that Carly. <laughs> So let's get in to our first episode of 20 Questions with JCN. So today I am pretty excited because I am joined by Carly, Carly Longmore, who is my sister-in-law and um, she's my first guest for 20 Questions and man, I can't wait to hear your answers. <laughs> let's dive on in. So our first section that we're covering is more in regards to your influences, some passions and goals. So the first question is, what did you want to be when you grew up? So when you were little, what did you want to be? Oh my God. <laughs> I wanted to be a journalist. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. A million years ago, I actually wanted to be a journalist and I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what age? Like, because I know when I was a kid, there was like different phases and times that I wanted to be things. Like, was it quite young? Oh, I reckon it was about 12, anywhere from about 12 to 16. I was hell bent on being a journalist. Really? Particular type? Like overseas oh, correspondent okay. sort of style? <laughs> or No, nothing like that. I think it was just watching the news and watching you know, oh I'd hate to say it but like the the travel shows and the cooking shows my parents used to watch and I was mm -hmm. like I am going to be that person and then <laughs> no it just never happened <laughs> it's really random I haven't thought about that in ages that's so cool yeah I had no idea I love it so second question what are you passionate about and I know that's a big question but yeah what what comes to mind it doesn't have to be just one thing but well, do you know what? I'm passionate about certain things at different times, if that makes sense. So it's not a, 
a, a one-off passion. So right at the moment, my isolation passion is getting back into. <laughs> See, it changes. <laughs> different passions, different times. So my isolation passion at the moment is getting back into calligraphy, which I started as of two weeks ago. So I did did the course, did everything, all the gear, no idea. But I started again, so it's that mm. getting that muscle mem- memory going with the pen. So that is a current passion. Obviously, an ongoing passion is food and cooking. Um, and then a passion that tends to kick around in the background is my yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I have not done for a while, but it's there. And when the time's right again, I will get back into it. So, yeah, lots of passions for different times. Have you been experimenting with the yoga again of late? I can't do it. I can't do it at home. Hmm. It's it's, It's not the same. Yeah. I can't do it even, you know, the yoga we went to just around the corner, St. Andrew's Mm -hmm. Beach Yoga, even tried to do that, um, like, via one of these, like, via Mm -hmm. Zoom or whatever they use. Not the same. Yeah. You just can't get the atmosphere. It's just, yeah. I've been doing a little bit here and just between trying to use the back deck and just not having enough room it's not like i can just move that big table so you try to do like a flip over or something can you just smash into chairs and i've tried our bedroom and it's just ah like it's good to do something but it's it definitely highlights how much you just can't beat a class space and that atmosphere and ambience half of it is being able to switch off and just have someone else take the reins like you can't do that yourself Mm mm-hmm well, I can't. I'm with you. I find it so hard. I like trying to like get all zen because the, the, I use an app and it's got some music with it, which helps. But then in the background, because this place is so small, I can hear Damien watching his like latest car show or latest yacht show that he's watching. <laughs> I heard that. Oh. <laughs> Sprung. <laughs> Cool. Three pa- oh, that's good you've been getting into your calligraphy again. That's great. Oh, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's one of those things that it's taking so much time. I'm like, I just want to be amazing right now. <laughs> um, but, but it's practice and it's actually like focusing on one thing for a massive period of time is so good just to switch off. Yeah. Yep. Focusing on just doing my, my little brush strokes, my my awful brush strokes. Um, but yeah, some nice music. Nice martini. and meditative, I bet. A martini. <laughs> a martini. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, lots of passions, but they all pop up at different times. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So question number three, who is someone that has had a defining impact on your life? And I know that's a big one to sort of throw out there, but I'm curious in regards to... That is so deep. Oh, do I even begin with? Like there are so many people that have all Mm. come into my life at different times. 
but a defining person. Oh, I'm going to have to go my girlfriend, Marina, who's no longer here, but obviously has kind of made me who the person that I am today. Just, mm. yeah. 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 That's, like, that's the first thing. And it's it, oh, obviously a notable mention (laughs) but um someone i don't know she was just the most incredibly humble gracious person that even in the even in the most stressful shitty moments Mm. it was still so kind and it's just like oh my goodness if i could just be a little bit of that (laughs) like that (laughs) just give me a little bit of that that would just um make me the ultimate human being so wow wow yeah and it's like those those traits those amazing traits that you see in someone like that that really highlight things about yourself hey that you want to be able to kind of take on by osmosis even if you can when you're around them they just make it's they, they make you want to be a better version of yourself oh absolutely absolutely like I would, I would look at her and be like, "How can I not handle a situation like that?" Obviously, quite, quite an emotive sort of person. Um, yeah, but yeah, amazing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, amazing qualities. Give me a bit of that. <laughs> so number four in this section, what is something that you are really good at that most people wouldn't know about you? And I know that the listeners, a lot of people, don't know who you are essentially but it doesn't matter it's the people that are in your life me damien maybe even your husband <laughs> but I something know what I'm good at. like my secret my secret party tricks yeah secret party tricks <laughs> oh i well you obviously know i'm a good cook like i'm i can, I can bloody hell you are in, i can get in there and cook up a meal um but what am i good at i can belt out some shocking karaoke but <laughs> i oh my god this is shocking <laughs> <laughs> i think it's an interesting they're good no they're good they make you so stop and think like what am I Mm. actually good at and you know what I think this is an interesting question from a female point of view because I think as females we're always thinking about maybe like what we've got to be better at and what we're not doing maybe enough of what am I actually good at yeah Yeah. it's always about that that drive for self-improvement and Mm. then you don't actually stop and take check of what am I actually good at because mm-hmm. I know, obviously, I know you, and when I think of things that you're good at, like you know, obviously, I think of you being an amazing cook and like great out in the garden. Though I know that that's Shane's Shane's space too, and like that I know about your calligraphy, and I there's certain things that I know, but you know, it is interesting, isn't it? When it's just like, what else? What else? The little yeah, hidden talents are there in there? There's something. Okay, it's a little bit. It's not a thing, but I like to think that I'm pretty good at connect, like connecting with people. Mm-hmm. I can always find 
someone like some sort of common grounding with someone like I don't find like I find like I can connect with people and I don't know if that's something that you'd necessarily say that you're good at doing but I have seen people that can't do it and terrible in social situations and are terrible in putting them in a room with people that they don't know I can do that. No, that's fine. That doesn't worry me. So maybe I am good at fostering connections. That's such a good answer. And you so are. You are. And like, it's interesting with your job, right? Like we haven't oh. obviously mentioned your job, but like that speaks volumes about the fact that you're involved with looking after people and relationships. Yeah. So, and I always find myself, it's funny, I always find myself back in those sorts of jobs doing that sort of thing. So yeah, maybe that is something about it. <laughs> questions are making me hot. I'm <laughs> <getting> stressed. <laughs> Sorry. This is like I'm, therapy. I'm taking off my Melbourne puffer jacket. <laughs> okay, the last one in this section. What is something that you've never been able to do well? Oh, I can't run. <laughs> I can't run. I cannot run. So I just had the tire changed on the pram, on my running pram, which I had to have because that was the pram that you use when you exercise. Anyway, to to get the fresh air on my face in a way that meant I was getting, okay, mask free, I thought I would run <laughs> with the pram. I can't run. You should see it. It's arms, legs, even the whole idea of going for a run. I can't do it. It's arms and legs. And it's punching the air and it's just terrible. I can't run. Oh, it's so funny. You have never really been that into running, hey? You like your walks, but not the run. I absolutely runs. hate it. I'd love to think that I can do it. Um, isn't it interesting how quickly we can think about things that we're not so great at as opposed to things and that we're good at you, and i see you at christmas time when you come and stay in your beautiful running outfits and off you go <laughs> and within five minutes i would be like <gasps> <gasps> and you get back with this faint glisten <laughs> think of going for runs there it's like my way of like kind of clearing the dustiness in my head from maybe a few too many pinots the night before <laughs> you just need to just make yourself a bloody mary and just keep <laughs> <on> going <laughs> all right so our next section is our food section so we've got a real little mix up we've got nine oh, questions yeah. in here and yep the first one is a bit of a bigger question, and I think you'll love this one. How has food shaped your life? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything. It's how you show love. I guess that's the biggest one mm. for me is that when I'm cooking a meal for my people, that's the way I show love to them. Um, it's the way that we nourish ourselves it's the way it's everything but yeah the biggest one is definitely how i show how i show my love for my yep. people yeah so true that just totally hits me in the in the warm fuzzies mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and, my, 
and it gets me because I don't have a kitchen table at the moment. Don't you? No, 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 because that was the makeshift desk in the spare room. Oh. And yeah, anyway, it was it's always wanted a new kitchen table, but it's not in this room. It's too big for the room. And I've got these visions of having like a nice concrete round table. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, round tables, better conversations, not mm-hmm. less space to park. <laughs> um, so that is what I'm getting. And that old one is going. So it's in the spare room, out the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I love that. And it was, def- I know, yeah, for us when we met, that was our number one connecting factor. It was, was that wasn't it? passion for the food. the first time I met you, I think we spent... The whole afternoon in your courtyard at Red Hill talking about food. <laughs> Sounds about right. And you would remember, oh my God, I just thought of something that you could have oh. put on your list. Elephant memory. On my list, what are you good at? I have a memory like an elephant. I don't forget a thing. <laughs> like guys, go. you do not understand. Like I've got a few friends that I always like, wow, I can't believe you. Even Carissa, Carissa, um, it's a really good memory at work. She remembers things. And I'm like, when was that? When did that happen? But your memory is freaking freaky. Like Carly remembers things down to what you were wearing on the day. Wearing that day. <laughs> it's not normal. I love it. It's freaky. It's freaky. <laughs> but yeah, it was a big, big thing for us. And yeah, and you're... Oh, I know even Damien's the same, like when we all first started hanging out and spending time together, like remembering coming down to see you and Shane at the Gold Coast when you're living in Tugan and you just cooking this amazing meal for us, like just sitting down around a table and just the music going and candles and the food. It was just like, oh my God, like... And that's yeah. what you feel. You feel it's like a warm hug. Like you, when you cook for people, it's like you can, and I, that's what I, the same as you love about food. It's so expressive. Like you can feel that in the food that you put together and it's, it's really special. Yeah. It's why everyone wants to come to your house and eat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you can't at the moment. We're in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. oh, me. <laughs> oh. Okay. So I know the answer to this, but number two. Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m., cup of herbal tea, hot milk drink, or a glass of wine? Oh, my goodness. Glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's actually, it's it's 4.07 now, and it's a gin and tonic. (laughs) Technically gin and tonic. (laughs) I knew that one. (laughs) Number three, what's your execution meal? You know what I mean by an execution meal? So that, so where where you're getting at is the The meal that the meal you would choose to eat before you would be essentially executed. So it's the last, no, like the last meal you can eat before you're about to like be whacked in the electric chair. (laughs) So my execution meal would, and it's not because Shane just walked in through the door (laughs) and he's possibly listening to this, but. When my husband cooks, it would be with my husband cooking a steak on the barbecue. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I didn't expect yeah, cooked, that. Cooked it last night. Nailed it. So good. 
It's only the mate, though. It's not him. <laughs> it's, it's having a good quality steak. No, no, actually, I think it would be. I think it would be that steak, chips, the Bernays sauce. Ooh. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. What would you have with it? Like, would it just be the steak or would you have yeah, the hot chips and the oh. Bernays sauce? Well, actually, not that I can admit this to a nutritionist. Yes, you can. French fries. Steak oh, and French fries. Like the shoestring ones or? Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, shoestring. Yum. Yep. Do you make hey, those? Okay. Have you made shoestring fries? No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Ever. Because you... Oh my God, Carly so taught me how to make the ultimate like baked roast potato, which I think you've learned from Yeah, that is on the stove at the moment. Yum. But you're like, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you kind of learnt that or inherited that passion from your mum and with the potato thing. Like I always think of like the, sort of duck fat potato starch coated whole yeah. process of, of, of like a real long more <laughs> thing exactly. oh absolutely because whenever there's meat there's potatoes exactly <laughs> it just happened to be that mum started doing duck fat potatoes and then taking those duck fat potatoes to the next level you're doing the what is it the ones that we did a little while ago adrian richardson yes potatoes of the cooking on the stove so just cooking them on the stove getting that boiling that boiling water going the potatoes for two minutes or mm-hmm. so and then letting them sit for three hours in that water and then tossing them in really hot oil and salt and oh, they were amazing <laughs> they were next level they were amazing and yep. i've done them so with the I did them for the first time with you and I have, I reckon, no joke, I've done them about 20 times since. Oh, I think I'm going to do them tonight. <laughs> You've said it. <laughs> like five minutes talking about potatoes. <laughs> exactly. That, this is an important subject. <laughs> it is. It is the important subject. <laughs> so Shane's steak, shoestring fries. And yes. over shoestring fries, over baked potato. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and Bernays sauce and aioli. Yeah. Ber- oh yeah, definitely yeah. aioli. The chips. Yeah. And I don't even know how I feel about the. Would you like and chips? No. Would you like vegetables or salad with that? If it's my execution meal, just give me meat. And meat. <laughs> <laughs> but in a real world, I'll be like, oh, give me some salad. <laughs> So number four, wagyu, truffle, or lobster. Oh hell! Um, I am saying truffle. Ooh. Truffle. Yeah. Oh, yes. I thought you might maybe yep. go. I, I knew lobster would be out, but I thought there might be a chance wagyu might win. Wagyu. Yeah. Oh, that's. It. Don't let me influence you. <laughs> no, no, like. It's definitely amazing, but it doesn't have to be Wagyu for me, but truffle. Mm, truffle is, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in that same sort of breadth, 
So number five, sweet, savory, bitter, or umani. If you nah, had to choose. Savory. Yeah. Savory all the way. I'm with you. So number six, if until this point you essentially had no dietary restrictions, which I'd think of as being you anyway, then you were told you're intolerant to either gluten dairy or eggs, which would you choose if you had to choose something to be intolerant to and keep out of your diet? Oh, well, it's definitely not dairy. <laughs> need, need my lattes and cheese. Yes. Um, I could do gluten. Yeah. 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 yeah, that'd be okay. It feels like it's that. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like it's the easier one, but I knew, yeah. It's, so, it's such a fascinating question. The more people... I'll talk to about this one because for you, dairy is just like a don't even go there. <laughs> exactly. Do not take that milk out of my coffee. <laughs> um, no, definitely. Definitely gluten. Can do without pasta. Can do without alternatives for bread. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely dairy. Um, gluten. Definitely dairy. gluten. <laughs> dairy. No. Number seven, what's something your parents cooked when you were a child that you didn't like and you still don't like to this day? There may not be anything, but other and also on the flip side, is there something that you didn't like as a kid? Like you were like, Egh! but you really like now. So the, either way. Pumpkin. I absolutely hated pumpkin as a kid. And now mum makes the most amazing pumpkin salad. Mm. I love it. Yum. Is that her pumpkin salad and it's got the goat's cheese and the nuts and stuff? Yeah. yeah that's so good. It's a good Julie Longmore salad. <laughs> One of my faves. Pumpkin. Balsamic, heaps of balsamic. Yeah, but pumpkin, it, that was definitely around a lot. But I was like, bleh. Mm-hmm. I guess every kid goes through their whole veggie phase. Like broccoli was never a fave, but that's fine now. Mm-hmm. Um. Nothing really stands out except those kitty mm. veggie things. Pumpkin. I think Damien's the same with pumpkin, interestingly. Hated pumpkin, loves it now. Just a it's a interesting but I think it's um it's a funny one because it's such a sweet veggie, so most times kids don't tend to you know, they're like okay with it, but yeah. It's um does he eat pork? He does. He does he now. Pork. He hated pork when yeah, I met him. He it. Yeah. Didn't that have to do with the um, the abattoir? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The smell of the pigs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then there was heaps of things. The first cooking. I think it was a long grain curry, that pork curry. Mm-hmm. And then Shane turned around to me and said, oh, I'm not sure that he eats pork. So he used to hear the... Um, used to hear noises coming from the abattoir. Oh, my God, I've just made a long grain curry and now you're telling me he doesn't eat pork. Anyway, obviously not an issue. He will eat it. Give it to him. <laughs> eat what you're given, Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> so number eight, what food combination do you want to ban? Oh, ban's pretty strong. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Something that just, you're just like, oh, I don't, that's just wrong. There may not be anything, but. I don't think, oh, sweet pizzas, like sweet. Oh, thank you. Nutella pizzas, oh, (laughs) yuck, yuck. Hey, what about pineapple on pizza? Yes, I don't mind a little bit of pineapple. Yeah. Definitely don't 
Yeah, I definitely don't mind a little bit of pineapple on pizza, but yeah, just when you see those like dessert pizzas getting round, wrong, so wrong. <laughs> I love it. Maybe that. <laughs> Didn't think I felt so passionate about it. But there you go. <laughs> And last question in this section before our final section is number nine, what food combination do you want to enforce? So again, I know it's a strong word, but if there was one particular combo that you could just get everyone to try that you're passionate about, what would it be? Oh, it's nothing new. That's nothing wild, but I have got a burrata in the fridge and I have got fresh pesto Mm. I've got tomatoes. Yum. Classic. Yum. What's a burrata yes. for people? Because there'll be some people won't know what burrata is. So I, what I think it is, is it's a beautiful, soft piece of cow's cheese. Mm. Is it? It's not a mozzarella, is it? No, it's I don't a think so. Yeah, Me, Damien, but no. <laughs> and basically you cut into it and the inside of the cheese is just like cream. Whoa. Like soft and oozy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so it's definitely not like a boccaccini or anything like that. And it comes in a ball, like it looks like it's a ball that's been sort of like spun around and then put in a brine. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is heaven. So do you kind of put, so do you cut the tomato and then just spoon it on top of that yeah. with the pesto and kind of pick up the tomato? Is that how you eat it? and get yourself a nice piece of bread and scoop it up oh gosh <laughs> but i've also got a new recipe that i'm totally into with um with the burrata so that amazing little cookbook shop near you mm-hmm. in the Arab valley where i got nigel slater's new is it green feast his new book and he does like cannellini beans so like tomatoes onions um cannellini beans mm-hmm. and then puts a fresh burrata on top of that oh yum basil yum is it breakfast be <laughs> anything it really good so that's what the burrata is actually for oh, that's such a good answer all right, we're on to the home straight. So this is now moving on to the lifestyle area. So number one is how important is fitness to you? Look, I like to feel fit. I like to feel strong. I like to feel healthy. But I don't have the burning desire to exercise. Mm-hmm. So it's it's... Some, like I love going for a walk and getting the fresh air in my face. And with that comes a clearer head and a, a clearer mind, healthy mind, healthy body. Mm. <laughs> um, I guess that's my attitude towards it. I, I love my yoga, as I've mentioned, but again, it's not something I do to get fit. Mm. I, I do it to clear my mind and with that comes stronger stronger muscles yeah <laughs> longer, longer limbs so <laughs> it's definitely got a place in my life but it's for other reasons and the subsequent effect of that is feeling strong yeah and help for sure 
It so does. I think you've got a really balanced approach to exercise. And for obviously the industry that I work in and what I see, um, you know, I see a lot of imbalance in this area. So, yeah, I think I think that a lot of people honestly could learn from you. We'll add that to your um, your list of <laughs> things that you're good at that people don't realize. What do I say? <laughs> good <laughs> balance of exercise. <laughs> a positive. It's a balanced but, approach. Yeah. <laughs> just not the running part oh hell no <laughs> okay so next question long weekend at Gwingana Lifestyle Resort or a weekend with the girls friends at the beach oh go the weekend with the girlfriends <laughs> there is nothing like it it's pretty much <laughs> good for the um, mental health just oh. as much as Gwingana right <laughs> Exactly. It is mental health 101. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, Gwingana, amazing. But a weekend with the girls can do that and more. Yep, agreed. So agreed. <laughs> Would you rather get up early or stay up late? Get up early. <laughs> Thought so. Yep. Would you rather not brush your teeth for a week or not shower for a week? not shower for a week <laughs> I'm, I'm a mum I've got workarounds I've got my dry, <laughs> dry shampoo my best friend like I can but not brushing your teeth Ugh. I know right oh, okay. oh, I love it you're a mum you've got workarounds that's fantastic <laughs> but not when it comes to brushing teeth there's no workarounds there have you seen my teeth <laughs> okay and number 19 out of our questions is what is most possibly the most annoying thing ever? Something that really grates you. Oh, I would have to say selfishness. Mm. It, but particularly the, the time that we're living in at the moment, our COVID time and for us people in Melbourne being in lockdown, seeing, I guess, people getting around in a manner that because this doesn't impact them directly there's some rules flouting like it's just horrendous so and it's pure selfishness Mm -hmm. and it's just the one trait that just grinds me in Mm -hmm. someone such a good answer i mean i know like we've all yeah obviously it's a it's a huge (laughs) open slate a question like that but god yeah it's it's so true to what we're dealing with right now it might it might be a different answer at a different time Mm. but i just think where we are now that's just the first thing that i think of yeah for sure okay so number 20 and to finish it off if you could this might reflect on number 19 if you could write a new law that everyone in the world had to follow what would it be Jeez. Well, my my own law is two coffees before nine AM. <laughs> and there you go. I, I totally love it. <laughs> who's not a coffee drinker? Imagine that. Make you drink two coffees before nine AM. So <laughs> how amazing it is. 
Oh my god, Carl, that's fantastic. If when Carissa listens to this, she'll just lose it because she just no, she's like you. She's passionate about coffee and she knows that I can't handle it. So she'd be just like, yes, make Jessica drink coffee. Oh, I don't know what you're missing. <laughs> oh god, I love it. Um, well, that's it. That's our twenty questions. That was fantastic. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Carly. I know I certainly did. It's amazing how you can know someone so well and then sit down and, and do something like this and learn things you just actually didn't know at all. So thank you so much for joining in. If you'd like to head to iTunes and leave a review about this show, I would love that greatly. Um, obviously this is a new arm as such of the JCN Clinic podcast show so I am open to hearing any of your suggestions even down to guests we have a big list of people that we plan to bring to you but I'm always eager to hear from you so thank you so much for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure and I'll look forward to chatting to you next time on 20 questions with JCN